0: Lots of good food to be had around the holidays, which means for us men, lots of shitting. And with shitting comes poopy buttholes. What better way to clean that shit up than using the toilet paper softer than Kyle O'Grady's fantasy prowess? Today's episode is sponsored by Charmin Toilet Paper. With Charmin Ultra, less is more.
1: In today's
2: WAA Fantasy Podcast, we're going to recap uh, round one of the playoffs. Uh, we saw two teams go down, two teams move on. Uh, we're going to re- preview round two, the championship matchup between Eric Gimby and Bono. We also are going to bring them on the pod, have a quick little interview with both coaches going into the matchup. Then we're going to review the round one all-star lineup. We've got some fun stats for you. And uh, of course, at the end of the show, we have Trev's hot take uh so here we go it is the third episode i am joined by my host as always travis craft Trav, how you doing today oh we're doing well buddy we're doing really well awesome i'm so happy to hear that christmas right around the corner what are you getting from santa this year
0: oh i don't know what i'm gonna get i can tell you this much though i actually for once i think i'm i'm proud of the gifts that i ended up getting from my family i finished off my shopping today uh, today's my dad's birthday as well so it's always kind of yeah you got to get him stuff for christmas and his birthday so double up i think yeah so i think i did good this year for once you know i'm not very good at gift giving i guess maybe Mm -hmm. that's because i don't think about shit as much i don't know either way though i think it's gonna be good ready for a nice holiday season what about you uh i'm doing uh i'm i'm all set i have everything wrapped and stowed away
2: at this point uh you saw my uh dad's christmas gift where i got him that little 3d printout of ford field with my uh Quite possibly the most horrific you know, <laughs> picture I've ever taken of myself. Uh, right there, like front and center on it.
0: Yeah, I was wondering what that was, actually. That's like a, explain that to me. Is that like something that sits on like an mm-hmm. end table or something? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I don't think you
2: can hang it up anywhere. I don't like, I didn't see anything on the back of it. But uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll just put it down here in the basement. Obviously, I have a another image of the five of us at a Lions game underneath that that first one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But uh I tell you what, Santa didn't deliver this year, uh, and that was for the hogs to repeat. Uh I got bounced after Gindy put up three hundred and nineteen points uh to my two fifty-eight. Uh wasn't a pretty Sunday for myself. Uh I, I kind of predicted it correctly in the fact that I needed like one eighty to one ninety to win. Uh, and my team put up, uh, 123 actually less than I did the previous week.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, 319, no matter what you put up, that's, I mean, like you said, yeah, that's no, million. it just wasn't happening. Right. Um,
2: tell you what killed TJ Hawkinson with 1.8 just wasn't getting <laughs> the ball. Uh, I don't know why, but it seemed like Tennessee's like game plan from the get-go was do not let this guy catch the fucking ball because they were smothering him on every play.
0: Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm sorry, I was just doing research. I was looking at all the different stats. Yeah. Um, um... He's what what he, he's like the third uh, it won't load because I just realized I'm not on the internet anymore. <laughs> uh what what is he? Is he still the third best fantasy? He's uh fourth now. Grab my phone, do it on there. He's the fourth. Now, yeah, I mean he's usually yeah. been uh he's been a good tight end in one point. I mean that just doesn't help you at all.
2: No, no. The other thing, you know. Acres looking or... back, I probably should have started Josh Jacobs.
0: That was uh rather 20, interesting move on my part. Twenty point four on the bench definitely hurts. Yeah. Why I didn't mean, you start him? If you don't mind me asking, what was up with that? Yeah.
2: So Cam Akers, coming out, mm-hmm. coming off a uh, uh, probably his, yeah easily his best game of the year, one hundred and seventy one yards against New England defense with twenty one point four, and then he's going against the Jets. So I was like, I either start Josh Jacobs, who has been complete and utter shit recently. Uh or I take a shot with Cam Akers who had a wonderful weekend and is now going against a shit ass defense. So I mm-hmm. thought I'd roll the dice on him. But now looking back at it, it's like you shouldn't steer away from you know, the the big names. Like Josh Jacobs is basically a must start any given week. Uh and you know, obviously he showed wide on last Thursday night when he went off for twenty point four and had his best game since week 10 right
0: thankfully looking at your management you didn't manage yourself out of a loss which is yeah you know it'd be one thing if you mismanaged your way to that loss but i mean even adding up as many points as you can possibly put in i mean i hate to say it but you didn't stand a chance the guy went nuts
2: yeah no there was no man there was no lineup where i beat Gindy. Uh, which right. is unfortunate, but I I was saying it from the get go. Like I, I had no confidence in my team to go <laughs> on and beat gindy Zero at all. I had more confidence yeah. in beating Bono, and Bono would have beat me too by far right. So uh but yeah, I mean I was hesitant to start Terry. Terry had fourteen point seven. I was hesit- I mean, I was starting Alan Robinson literally all day, every day. He only had twelve point three and then I was happy with, with how the start of Brandon Ayuk turned out with 22.3. Uh, All right. who was right. He's been like, you know, when he's played, he's been a sensational pickup for me. Yeah, I think he had one, two, three, four, four 20-point games, this, five 20-point games this season, and he's had three in a row now. Um, so I, I probably should have been starting him way more often, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And he had a great highlight this year, jumping over that guy. Damn near one of the touchdowns of the season right there.
2: Yeah. Gindy's team, uh, I really thought that I was catching him on a bad week. Um, you know, Devontae Adams and Tanya only combined for like 21. So I had, I think I was down like 20 points and I had one more person to go than he did going into the Sunday matchups. And then, you know, A.J. Brown wasn't doing a whole lot in the beginning of the game. I think Montgomery had a pretty decent start to his game on Sunday. James Robinson was nowhere to be found in the first half. Dalvin cook had a a very subpar first half. And then I think that's when I texted into the group chat. I need to be leading by 25 to 30 by the end of the one o'clock games to actually have a legit shot. And then it, again, it's like a, a fucking, just a swift kick in the nuts Where I see James Robinson getting a touchdown catch. Two seconds later, I see Dalvin Cook run one in for the touchdown. Two seconds later, I see Montgomery go in for a touchdown. And then, you know, (laughs) I had, uh, I think I was down by less than 10. And the next thing I know, I'm down by 40. And my team, like, just nobody was doing shit. So I knew, like, right then and there, that's when I texted the white flags in the group chat. And I was like, I'm done. There's no shot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, that's, that's no. A... I mean, just looking at his team. I mean, like you said, you thought you caught him off guard, right? Adams and Tanyan, you know that. But no, 152 points. I mean, goodness gracious, 30 points in his flex. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. No,
2: Montgomery's been insane recently. He's had, I think, five straight 20 point games, and is now the sixth ranked running back. So he has. Two, four, and six, I believe, in running backs.
0: My God, that's ridiculous. What a Damn near unheard of. Two, four, and six. That is bizarre. Crazy. Uh,
2: And then if if all that was a swift kick in the nuts, then this was just like the wedgie on top, was watching uh, the Titans on the two-yard line with Derrick Henry in the game <laughs> and they do a little drag route to AJ Brown and he scores the touchdown. Like that was that was the final straw. Right. But again, like this was bound to happen. It's it's no shock. Gindy was always gonna beat me.
0: I mean, to Gindy's effort or to Gindy's, you know, he did put in a great effort. I mean he, he went all the way down to Tennessee to root against <laughs> Derrick Henry to keep you from getting in the championship game. You know, I mean, yeah. that's some good effort there. Rob. I got to hand it to the guy. He really went all out and, you know, he found himself in the championship game. So, you know, good for him. You actually, you actually just reminded me of something. Um,
2: I think, uh, you know, we're a very superstitious league. We believe in curses and all that. Uh, one of the most prominent ones to this day is the curse of Kyle O'Grady. <laughs> and, uh, so, Sunday, I'm watching the Titans game, and Derrick Henry gets that touchdown right out the gate. And I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, let's go. And then I get a text from Kyle, and it said that he put money down on Derrick Henry to score that first touchdown. hmm And I'm not saying that Kyle completely fucked me, but Derrick Henry didn't score again after that,
0: and my well, team kind of
2: went the shitter.
0: No, Luke, the the greatest thing about that is I actually have a special surprise for you. I got Kyle here with me. So let's bring him on real quick and let's ask him real quick. He was trying to curse you intentionally. Kyle, come on over here real quick. We got to get your take on a few things here. Hey, everybody, we're going to welcome in our our fourth guest now, third guest. Yeah, third guest, Kyle O'Grady. All right, excellent. So, yeah, I mean, I got Kyle here. And uh, basically, we're just going to ask him right here quick for you. Kyle, so Luke thinks that – Maybe the curse of Kyle O'Grady became real when you bet on Derrick Henry to score that first touchdown. Um, you know, he obviously had Derrick Henry going up against Gindy, so I just kind of want to get your takes on it. Did you Did you maybe yeah. do that intentionally?
1: Wow, wow. You guys must be talking about the the live prop bet that took place here over the weekend, correct?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. The first, uh, first to score a touchdown, Derrick Henry bet that you placed. Uh, you know, I don't know if you did it intentionally or, you know, not intentionally, but I think some of the curse that you have kind of rubbed off on my player when you place that bet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. You say that quite honestly, I didn't really put much thought to it. I was, I was walking towards the stadium and I said, you know what, I'm on DraftKings. I want to put a little bit of money with, you know, what's going on here. First score, you know, I, you know, obviously I got a plethora of options and I go ahead and dial in there on Derrick Henry and uh, lo and behold, I mean, you know, uh, specifically the wager was first, first touchdown of the game, uh, mm-hmm. either team. And, you know, I pulled the trigger on Derrick Henry, and, you know, I got to sit there and watch the the man, you know, fascinatingly enough uh, in live action, and he did indeed score the first touchdown. So now when you say curse, does that, you know, have a negative connotation necessarily, or are you just saying kind of, you know, the the game in general, and, you know, I'm kind of pulling the strings behind the scenes, if you will? Well, Well, I think, you know, since I ended up losing, that this curse does have
2: negative connotation, uh, mainly because – he didn't score another touchdown after that, and the rest of my
1: team played like shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's an interesting concept, and uh, I think I've kind of held it under wraps for the first couple of seasons to, uh, you know, kind of avoid everyone ca- kind of figuring it out. But, you know, as this season dwindles along here, I guess it's kind of becoming more apparent that I do indeed have uh, have say when uh, strings to pull with players here in the league. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. I appreciate you jumping on the pod here as we try to kind of figure that out. Uh, You know, the last thing I'm going to point out about this is Justin Herbert had a 27.96 performance on Thursday night, which was sensational. Uh, So it really makes you wonder, do all my players have 27-point games
0: if Kyle doesn't play that bad?
1: Wow. You know, I don't – Trav looks like he might have something to say about that.
0: I mean, if I'm being quite honest, I think that's rock-solid logic yeah um, I think I absolutely think
1: so you should um
0: blame Kyle for your loss. I don't think mm-hmm. it's your fault. um mm-hmm. I think it's definitely um some malicious intent mm-hmm. on Kyle's part. I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you, I think he wanted to fuck you up, and I think he did. He knows what kind of power he wields, and you know I think he used it at the end of the day.
1: I yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, I think going off that, you know, it's kind of hard to avoid at this point in time. And um, I think that's a good time for me to exit. You know, I've got other people to talk to, other things to uh, things to tend to. So I appreciate you having, on, uh, having me on here this week's uh, episode. And I'm glad the myths have been debunked. And I'll leave you on one final note. Uh, 2021 is my year. No cap. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Kyle.
2: Well uh Trev, what do you say? We switch over to the other matchup.
0: Uh Burt versus Bono?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's I love um,
0: that. that shit show of a performance from Dirty Burt. Dirty Burt and the boys, that guy uh loves to curse himself is what I would say. hmm
2: No, I couldn't agree more. Let's uh let's do like a little dramatic reading here. And uh, go back in the group chat for just a quick second.
0: Yeah, yes, uh, please.
2: uh, Let's see here,
0: Dirty Bird, and the boys, and the boys. Yeah, of course. Don't forget the boys.
2: So you know he' going to be facing a fairly decent heading into Sunday. Going to be facing a fairly decent heading into Sunday because Bono <laughs> has Allen and Digg on Saturday. I'll, preser- I'll preserve and find a way. Persevere. Pre- persevere, excuse me. Uh, illiterate. And then he <laughs> tacks on, also fuck Darren Waller. Uh, and then, you know, Bono pointed it out the excuses were flowing for Burt going into that matchup on Sunday. He sends his lineup. says, once again, injury ravaged. Uh, and then when Bono says the excuses are flowing, he laughs. Ha, ha, ha. I'm still going to win, though. I'm just saying it's going to be that much more impressive when I do. Did he – did Bert end up winning? No, no. Okay. Uh, Gindy then chimed in with the perfect text, Jinx,
0: money on Bono. Jinx, money on Bono. Did Gindy end up placing a bet? I think Westgate Superbook out in L.A. did have mm-hmm. – or in Las Vegas, sorry. I think they did have a line on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I believe, um, I believe I
2: believe Burt was uh, – I think Bono was getting around 20 points at like minus 110. So mm-hmm. Gindy uh, probably put about five bills down on it and uh, made a pretty penny on that bet. Wow, good for him! And then Bert, uh, twelve nineteen, which I think was Sunday. No, I think it was Saturday. Uh, Bono, can your team chill, please?
0: Hmm. Now we're now we're seeming to be uh, waving the white flag in a sense. Yeah, backpedaling mm-hmm. is a better word. Mm-hmm. Backpedaling, uh, Taxon.
2: Tough sledding ahead, but I've got faith in my squad. Hmm. Seems hollow. And then Gindi tacked on, your squad is booty. I hope you win. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Bono chimed in, Bert sealed seal the deal for me and guarantee a win for yourself. I know you want to. Uh,
0: Bert... I was confused by that one. I didn't quite understand that.
2: He was saying, "Bert, please go ahead and guarantee a win for yourself, so I can seal the deal." And oh, and I get it all. Yeah, yeah. So he Bert jinx himself. Yep. Yeah, credit to him, he didn't take the bait. Um. And then, <laughs> Bono chimed in a little bit later. Bert, why so quiet? Please say something else. Bert chimed back. I'll find a way to win tomorrow. Love my team. We're going to leave it all on the field field. I'm feeling something special for tomorrow. And then uh, I think finally going into Sunday, uh, Bert's last message about it was, and for good measure, that's 24 points from Melvin Gordon sitting on my bench. Who cares? Time to make a run at this. I'll be back later tonight after things have been made more clear with an official comment, accepting defeat or the W. Did he win? No, no. So quite the opposite. He actually had a 100-point performance, which was the lowest uh, out of the bunch. Um, his highest-scoring player was Jared Goff with 15.6. Um, oh, God. Comparing that to Josh Allen, who had 37.66, so uh, doubled up Jared Goff. Um, the next highest was J.K. Dobbins with 15.1. Um, he had a start, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, who scored 12. Uh, Tyreek had a, a, I guess, a below average game. He had less than he was projected with 17.4. And then, um, DK Metcalf uh, decided not to show up, 9.3. I think a question that we have to throw out there now is, do we revoke DK as best pick of the draft and have a revote on it? Um, Because the man just didn't show
0: up in the playoffs at all. Well, you know, what I got to say is, you know, when push came to shove, did these players – want to play for their coach and I think the mm-hmm. answer was a resounding no um they didn't have any faith in Bert, and they didn't want to you know they didn't want to play for him at the end of the day and the season ended early because probably you know Bert, you know just rubbed him the wrong way you know, I, you know that does happen you know mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. that's probably what I, I think if I was Bert, I would I would do the mirror test and I would look in the mirror and I would say you know what do I need to do to change? You know, I need to look inward and reflect. I you think, think losses... that there was um, a locker room pro-
2: problem? Yeah, I do. Yeah. All the talking the coach was doing, mm-hmm. maybe the players felt a little pressure to go out there and perform
0: mm-hmm. and in return
2: yeah. didn't do their
0: best. I think that Bert, um, you know, if he was a player, he would be, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. That's who I wow. would relate him to. So, That's uh, yeah. That's incredible.
2: <laughs> that is that is a sensational comparison. I like so. Leave Bird on that. He is now Juju Smith Schuster. He's Juju, <laughs> Dirty Juju Smith Schuster and the Boys. Juju Smith Bertoya. <laughs> Looking at Bono's week, the man had a sensational performance with 17.5, I'm sorry, 175.56. Highlighting a couple of the players on his team. Josh Allen, uh, as we already touched on, 37.66. He was leading the way. Uh, Darren Waller, who has been on fucking fire recently uh, with a 30 bomb. Stephon Diggs. Uh, Let's see, this was week 15, so 14 consecutive games now with double digits. He had 25.7. C.D. Lamb, 19.5. Kamara, 18.4. Mike Evans, uh, massive, massive show-up game for him, 17 points. Uh, I mean, there is no stopping Bono coming into this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, well, 175 points just to absolutely throttle Burt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what what, what it's going to take, but, uh, it, you know, just looking at last week, even when you got a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who, you know, has been the starter, you know, top 15 running back, he's out now, right? Mm-hmm. He slides in Le'Veon, right, and he's going to get all those carries. So even when he loses, the player that he fills the roster with is, you know, still an in, in all-pro running back who's now going to get more touches. And it's like, what what is it going to take to stop this guy? But just looking at, just looking at this next week, I mean, Jesus. This matchup is going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. 140, 143 is what we're projected at. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Yeah, so um, let's go ahead and switch it up. Uh, so
2: Bono ends up being Burt, uh, 294.68 to 246.6. Burt scores the lowest out of the four teams in the playoffs. Uh, he gets the boot uh, as well as I do. Um, looking ahead now, let's switch it up. And, you know, get to the game that everybody's, you know, clamoring for It is the championship between Hold Mike Cannoli and Wesley Hall Pizza. Uh, this is the second time that these two teams have met uh, back in week six. Uh, so quite a while ago, Gindy defeated Bono 132.12 to 96.38. Um, you know, Bono has had a pretty consistent team, but the two running backs that Bono was starting that week uh, were Joe Mixon and Damian Harris. So not exactly the same matchup. Gindy also, I believe, so I think Kamara and Dalvin cook were out that week. So we both see the RB ones return and we're going to see them in this matchup now. Um, But yeah, dude, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild, wild performance.
0: Yeah, I mean just just a few things that I want to rattle off here mm-hmm. about these two teams dating. So let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through Bono's scores since week eight. It's gonna be pretty quickly here, so try to stay with me. So mm-hmm. week eight. Week eight all the way to today, Bono goes ninety-six, one forty-six, one thirty-eight, one fourteen, ninety-one, one sixty-four. 119, 175, right? Mm-hmm. So just like we've talked about with his team, staying true to that very volatile scoring schedule, and Gindy moving forward from week 10, 110, 148, 161, 165, 166, 152. So – yeah. It is very clear that Gindy's team is very consistent and has been all year to mm-hmm. Bono's team, who has equal amount of potential to score, but is just very inconsistent. So mm-hmm. it's going to boil down to when it comes to this matchup. Is, uh, Can what Bono's are we-
2: team pop off?
0: Yeah, that's I think I think the the question we need to be asking is what is Bono's team going to do cuz I think it's it's proven what Gindy's team can and will do.
2: Yeah. I mean it's 140 men. <laughs> it's got to that's, be. that's Gindy's team. It's 140 minimum. If you want a chance, you got to score 140 to even be in the realm with Gindy, you got to score 140. And I mean can he do it? I I have no fucking clue. You got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, who are his two most consistent point scorers, going against the New England defense. Now, what does that mean? I mean, New England's defense has been shaky. You know, they they sucked. They sucked against the Rams. They were somewhat good against Miami, but they still lost. Uh, They're going to be giving the ball to the Bills a lot because Cam Newton fucking blows. So, I mean... Does Josh Allen have a sensational game? No, but does do they get the job done? Are they going to be able to score, you know, 15 and 25 or 10 and 20,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, here's uh, here's what I'm going to go with right now. I'm going to not not so much switch it up off this vibe, but I am going to give my hot take right now because it directly involves this game. Okay, um, yeah. And absolutely. my hot take is that – Due to those numbers I just read off to you when it came to Gindy's team consistently performing at a high level and Bono's Mm -hmm. team having the potential to perform at a high level. I mean, last week, 175 points. My hot take is that I think these next two weeks are actually going to be a grind for both teams. I think we're going to see low scoring affairs. I think Gindy's team is due for a slump. Now, I'm Mm going to also back up my last week's hot take. I do think Gindy's going to win. Mm-hmm. my hot take from last week was that i think whoever you know wins from that east to east battle Wesley hall pizza and motor city hogs is going to win it all i do think Indy's going to win but i do believe that it's going to be under 250 points i think we could mm-hmm. see a struggle for both of these teams this week now next week i would have to take a, a further deep dive into the matchups but mm-hmm. this week i think that both teams have key players going up against good defenses and i think that we're going to see that reflect in this week's scoring.
2: That's a very interesting take. And I don't think you're wrong. I think uh, I think both teams have some tough matchups this week. Um, you know, obviously we just talked about Allen and Diggs going against, uh, you know, uh, Bill England's defense. But you got Waller going against Miami's defense, who, are, who is no joke. You got C.D. Lamb going against Philadelphia. I don't know, I don't think C.D. Lamb is number one, so I don't think he'll be covered by Slay. But, you know, the, the secondary isn't horrible in Philadelphia. Um, really, Bono's best matchup is Mike Evans going against Detroit. But if Mike <laughs> Evans doesn't, you know, score a majority of his points in the early, like, you know, first half, I don't see him getting a lot because I don't see the game being close. I think Cam Bay just sits on the rock after, you know, the second quarter because they're probably going to be beating us by 28 at that point.
0: Yep. That's Bono's best. I mean, that's his best matchup. So Absolutely. like you said last week, Mike Evans has to be his guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week, Mike Evans wasn't, you know, phenomenal, but he did have 17, like you, you said, and it was more than enough to get the job done against, um, a manager who's clearly losing his locker room. But, you know, we'll talk about that, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the future.
2: Yeah, see, so like, I mean, Mike Evans, 17 points isn't obviously anything sensational, but Bono needs that production. He needs that, you know, because mm-hmm. he, he's not expecting Diggs numbers because he's got Stefan Diggs. He doesn't want, you know, he doesn't need a 30-point performance from him because he has that 30-point, uh, you know, 25- to 30-point performance coming from Stefan Diggs. But maybe this week, you know, with that shit-ass matchup for Mike Evans where he's going against a warm EA or whoever the fuck the Lions limp out there to go up against him, (laughs) maybe this is the week, you know, he has 110 yards, two touchdowns, and gets that 30-point performance. Yeah, I would not doubt that that actually happens,
0: to be quite honest with you.
2: No, me neither. And then obviously I think the second most intriguing thing for Bono's team this week is going to be Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Edwards Hilaire's out. He's doubtful right now. If he is inactive, that's going to be huge.
0: I don't know why we don't see Kansas City utilize him in the uh, check down game more. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have yet to see him be his old self when it comes to catching out of the backfield. The most receptions he has all year in one single game is three. I could easily – easily see him getting six plus receptions and ending up with a 20 point day because of it
2: absolutely um, you know he I think I don't know when CH went out last week but I think it was for a majority of the game that he was out and Le'Veon only had one catch and it was for 14 yards you know so it's not like this guy this guy knows what he's doing when he's in the, the passing game he had 15 carries, which is also his season high, so they, they're going to feed him the rock. He had 62 yards, of four, four yards of carry average, and he had a touchdown. So right. I, I think that that's, that's massive for him. They're going against the Atlanta defense, who has really turned things around here in the second half of the season, but it's the Chiefs' offense. They're going to score points.
0: Right, and the thing about that, though, is, is that Atlanta's defense is actually more powerful stopping the run. They're the mm-hmm. 31st-ranked pass defense. I mean, the – Kansas city wide receivers should have all day to catch the ball. So I would imagine that Labian is going to be a powerful, powerful start for Bono, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, I am a little biased. I'm a fan. I do want to see him go off. I think that'd be dope.
2: So. Yeah, absolutely. Even though he, uh, he's a, uh, he's a Spartan dog.
0: He is a Spartan dog. I, and I am a Michigan fan. There is no cap, but, uh, you know, I don't hold that against people. Um, you know once we graduate from the school we're okay and gotcha. you know being a michigan fan you know this is no surprise but michigan fans do not care about spartans at all i I don't give a shit about that team or that school i, I don't hate them i don't, just don't care Unlike Absolutely. spartan fans who just hate michigan and they just want them to lose i just could care less they're just like the little brother it's just like yeah it's whatever it's that's no big deal
2: interesting i love the take um but, yeah, that's Bono's team. It, it should be interesting. He's got to be pulling for, you know, 170 that, – that same exact performance that he had last week, he's got to be pulling for that 170-point performance again uh, this upcoming week. Um, let's take a look at Gindy's roster real quick. First thing that pops out to me, Dalvin Cook uh, playing on Christmas Day, 4.30 p.m. game. Going against New Orleans defense, the second ranked rushing defense in the league. mm mm-hmm. Tough matchup. mm
0: mm-hmm. No doubt. Bizarre. No
2: doubt. Bizarre that they're playing on Christmas Day. Bizarre that they're
0: playing on a Friday. Very bizarre. Um, I'm gonna ask an uneducated question here. Has that happened before? Do we usually have football on Christmas Day? Because I, I don't. Recall. I
2: don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure that this is the first time that's happened in a very long time. I think that the last time it's happened is when Christmas lined up on a Sunday. Um, and really, I like—I don't even know if that's happened. Right. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see if Dalvin Cook, he had, you know, uh, anything too crazy. You know, he had a, a solid game last week against a Chicago defense that really shut him down the previous week with 26.9. Or sorry, not the previous week, but the first time that they played Chicago, he only had 15.2. He comes back again. Uh, the second time they play him, he gets 27. Um, he's got Look at pretty... his
0: numbers. He hasn't dipped below 10 double digits. Jesus.
2: Yeah, he's he's been sensational this year. Um, James Robinson has ri- been riding the struggle bus a little bit recently. You know, he's still putting up, you know, 10, 10 points for the past two weeks. He had... A string of two 20-point games uh, before, you know, another string of three uh, 15 or below. Um, but he's got, you know, another pretty deep difficult matchup against the Chicago Bears. Um, so that's that's also, you know, going to be something to
0: watch for Gindy. Like I said, man, I just I really think it's going to be a struggle next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know these guys are good and gindy's team doesn't really let their foot off the gas, but. Those two guys produce a lot of points and even lets me look at Kyler Murray. He's got a, a tough matchup. Match no, I mean, that's a, it's a division game, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, San Fran is definitely. I mean, they played in the first game of the year. They got to be waiting. God, he's had a great year, too, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. Sensational.
2: Sheesh. Gindy's two most favorable matchups, and one that is going to be massive for Gindy on Sunday, is uh, David Montgomery going against the Jacksonville defense. Montgomery has made a jump the last four weeks 23, 25.3, 27.1, 24.5, 29.2. Guy is red fucking hot. Um,. Jacksonville's defense is ranked 30th in the league against the run, so they're kind of trash. And Montgomery has been red hot. You got to figure that they're going to be feeding
0: this guy the ball left and right. Yeah, I I would be surprised if they don't. Coming off a uh, you know 32 carry performance, I don't. I mean, I don't know why they would be afraid of Jacksonville. Um, mm. But like I said, just you know, on a I don't know law of averages, I guess I would just say. Look at the, look at the last four weeks, you know, again, with my hot take, you know, he only had one 20 point game before these last four weeks. And then all of a sudden he rattles off four straight. Can he get to five? I just, I don't know. I don't know if he can get to five. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, I think just the stars are aligning for a a battle between these two teams and it's going to be a grind. I mean, I just, I do really think that. Gandy's team's going to slump, and I think, you know, Robinson's – or Montgomery is one of those guys.
2: Interesting. That's that's a very good point. The other guy that slumped last week who might be due for a bounce-back game is Devontae Adams, who only had 11.2 against Carolina, his lowest since week six in that massacre they played against Tampa Bay when he had 12.1.
0: Yeah, now there's a guy I definitely – I'm not saying he's slumping. I, I just don't think that's going to no.
2: happen. And I mean, Marvin Jones kind of torched Tennessee last weekend. He had a sensational game. I wouldn't be shocked if Adams ended up with 30 this week. Right.
0: And, I mean, Marvin Jones, to his credit, does have a better quarterback throwing in the ball than Devontae Adams. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right. So that's our preview for the championship. Uh, we'll play the coaches' interviews now. Um, and then we'll, we'll go into the round one all star lineup. All right, now we welcome on to the pod a very special guest. He is the head coach and owner of Hold My Cannoli, uh, coming off a massive playoff win where he was trailing after one week. Uh, eight and five records, second playoff appearance, first championship uh, appearance, none other than Spencer Bonifiglio. Uh,
4: Bono, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, Luke, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Oh, yeah. I, I bet, man. Yeah. Um, What's uh What's the mindset coming into Sunday's game? How you feeling about it? Feeling good. I mean, it's really out of my hands at this point. I've had the same team all year. I've got no options for backups, so we just throw the yeah. starters out there and see what happens. Got some interesting matchups, so we'll definitely see. Have some interesting matchups. That we'll much see. Gandhi's Gandhi's uh, definitely a buzz saw, but uh, yeah. we'll see what team shows up for me. Absolutely, yeah. That's definitely been uh That's definitely been your your I
2: guess forte this year is you know you have some weeks where you're barely hitting a hundred and then some weeks where you're hitting over two hundred. I mean, last week you had one seventy five, which uh, is is quite a lot.
4: Yep, and you know came through when I needed it. Right the full week before, yeah. I was absolute trash, and you know we'll just we'll we'll have to see what happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who uh who on your roster do you think is like one player that you're looking at and you're like fuck i need this person i can count on you know i can count on allen i can count on diggs but i need this one person to actually have a good fucking week to come out of the gate strong
4: yeah diggs and allen have obviously been the staple throughout the year but uh this week will be interesting waller's one guy i always look at and uh, you know i need big weeks out of waller getting that many points out of a tight end always helps um, mm-hmm. but, uh, the two wild cards are going to be Evans, who's been a wild call, card all year and, um, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, yeah. he, he's, 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 it's on right, you know, throughout the, the weeks I've had him. Um, he's been on my bench, but he doesn't get a whole lot of touches with Edward Hilaire. Um, mm-hmm. but with him being down, it's going to be all, it's going to be the Le'Veon Bell show. So I was, yep. I was just about to ask. So, uh,
2: it seems like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be out this week. Uh and the Chiefs are going up against uh let me see here. Atlanta Falcons. So not a bad matchup there and with LeVeon getting all the touches. I mean that's gotta be a good sign for you.
4: No, it's promising. Love to see uh LeVion referring to his former uh Spartan dog glory. Yeah.
2: <laughs> very true, very true. Uh all right, um what uh? What do you think about Gindy's team? Are there any matchups there that you kind of worry about? Is there any you know kind of key points that you're you're looking at?
4: Yeah, uh, I was just looking at it about an hour ago or so, but you know, Gindy's good up and down his lineup, but he has uh, Brown and he's got Adams, right? Adams mm-hmm. both playing as receivers, and they play each other this week, and Green Bay versus Tennessee could end up being a shootout, so. If that Not happens. True. It could be, uh, it could be a rough week for me if they, if, they, if those two teams starts going a lot of points. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Well, um, you know, I, I think a,
2: a question that I have to ask, uh, and everybody's, you know, kind of been uh, eyeing this for the entire season is, I obviously talk a tremendous amount of shit about the West Division, um, and and. Almost rightfully so, but what does it mean to you to be that sole representative coming into the playoffs? You know, you got that three-headed monster from the East, where the Hogs and you know Dirty Bert, and you had Gindy, and and to you know climb through and and be the top dog and out of the West, and you know you you beat Bert, I get knocked out. Now it's just you and Gindy. You know, how does it how does it feel to be that sole representative from the West and now have a shot to
4: kind of shut me up and be the first West division winner championship winner? Feels good, man. The West has been getting a lot of shit, like you said. I mean, we got a lot of good teams. People have had some bad luck this year. Um, It's going to feel good just to work my way through one step at a time through the East and uh, really show what the best division really is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys do have, you know, some up and down teams. Kevin definitely
2: uh, turned it around there in the in the second half of the season. Bob was, uh, I said it multiple times, the most inconsistent team in the league because, you know, you never know what you got with him. Um, Kyle, God bless his heart, he tries. <laughs> um, and then there was some other team. I can't remember who it was, but, you know, not a big deal. The West is definitely uh, a roller coaster of a division um but yeah i mean you 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 clawed your way through it you know you had your ups and downs you came out 200 point games uh in the early seasons and then you know you, you definitely earned it on i always say the team that gets the hottest towards the end is the team you got to watch out for and your team right now it seems to be firing in all cylinders
4: that's what we're hoping for man
2: yeah absolutely all right man well i i appreciate it and uh I, I I wish you the best of luck. I would love to see a team from the West win it. Um, not taking anything away from
4: Gindy, but you got any uh, any final words? Anything you want to throw out there before your matchup with Gindy? Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Best of luck to Gindy, and uh, I'm gonna miss uh, trying to trap Bird into jinxing his own team. Uh, but you know we'll find a way to have some fun this week, and uh, best of luck to Gindy. Yeah, bring home the Definitely. ship for the West. Definitely, man. All right, buddy. Well, it sounds good. It was uh, it was nice to talk to you, and um, best of luck. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you guys later today. See you. All right, man. See you.
2: And we now welcome on the other coach uh, who will be participating in the WAA championship this weekend, uh, head coach and owner of Wesley Hall Pizza. He's coming off a 10-3 and three record uh, playoff win over Motor City Hogs, the former champions, and uh, having a sensational season uh, without further hesitation. Here he is, Eric Gindy. Gindy, how are you?
3: What's good, brother? How are we?
2: Doing well. Doing well. Um, so coming off a 10-3 and three season, you're the highest scoring team in the league. You just beat the former champion. Uh, what's, the, what's the mindset like going into this uh, championship on Sunday?
3: I mean, you know, it's it's good. You know, you got to feel good about having a pretty damn consistent, great season, I would say. Um, you know, I'm pretty confident in my team to put up damn near, you know, 145-plus at this point. So, you know, the, the confidence is at all-time high. Um, I'm looking forward, although I, I will say I, I did have a little bit more confidence going into the matchup against you than I do against uh, Mr. Bonifiglio. Um, <clears <clears <throat> right know, I, so. I think a lot of the times it's about the team getting hot at the right time and telling you the God on his truth, Bonifiglio scares the shit out of me and his team, um, I would say they're piping hot right now. So that's kind of where yeah, I'm at. I still confident, agree. but, you know. Absolutely.
2: Uh, you know, you you have that three-headed monster with Murray, Cook, and Adams. So, you know, you, you you can expect them to deliver for you almost any given Sunday. Are, is there anybody on your team that you're kind of looking at where, you know, you're like, oh, shit, I, I kind of hope that this guy gets back into the swing of things, you know, delivers on Sunday more than he
3: usually does? Um, Let me pull this thing up real quick just to take a quick look. You know, um, before I answer that, I, I will say there has been a guy that's now – you know, questionable in my lineup. But I don't know if he's going to play this weekend in James Robinson. So that's going to be something I have to look at upcoming and see who to sub in there. Um, Interesting, yeah. Honestly, not really. Um, besides my tight end all season, I've, I've pretty much been, you know, not phased by playing pretty much anyone in my lineup every single week. It just always yeah. has been a little bit sketchy. But Bob Tanya no, has been absolutely. finding himself in the end zone pretty much. The past, I don't know, five, six weeks or something like that. So, you know, he's he's been taking care of business. Ten touchdowns
2: and uh, a Pro Bowl snub. A lot of people are saying so. You know, he's he'll probably be going out there and looking uh, to do something. You know, try to prove uh, the people that voted him not in uh, a little bit wrong. So I, I can definitely see that being a,
0: Luke, a huge. What what round pick was that, Gindy for you, Robinson?
3: He was off the wire. He was off the wire. Yeah. He was off the wire, I think, after week one or something, week one or two. I can't recall. Goodness. You
2: know, it's almost like uh, he could have been somebody who, uh, you know, was really hurting in the running back position, could have picked him up. Uh, You know, somebody down on the waiver wire, somebody like, you know, (laughs) that only had one win, but, uh, you know, just wasn't (laughs) paying attention to it. No comment. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, Gidney, you already touched on this a little bit, um, but you know, Bono's team has been running red hot recently. Is there anybody on, on that team that you kind of look at and you're like, um, let's let's hope that you know he has an average to below average game, so you can kind of gain an edge in that position.
3: Um. Yeah. I, I would I would love for Alvin Kamara to have a you know, average game, which would still probably put him at like, I don't know, eighteen, nineteen points. Mm-hmm. Um but I I mean there's a few guys that I'm looking at right now. I mean obviously Josh Allen has been a fucking wagon all year. That guy's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um let's see who else. Darren Waller, I, ca- I cannot have him just blow up and have one of his fucking two hundred yard receiving yards, the tight end kind of games. Um that would automatically put me at a large disadvantage. Um, who else? And, I, you know, now I'm fucking worried about Le'Veon Bell. Um, with Carl, whatever, mm-hmm. edwards Hilaire just being gone for the season, obviously there's going to be no split carries with him anymore. I mean, is, who's on there else with them? Shady McCoy, is he on there? Mm-mm, he's now in Tampa. Oh, okay. Okay, screw him. I don't know who their even third guy is, Williams or something. Um, but with, with Edwards Allaire out, I mean, that guy's definitely going to get the large chunk of carries now. And, you know, we, we've seen primetime Le'Veon Bell. I just don't need him to do that for a couple weeks here. So he, he even scares me a little bit. I mean, there's probably mm-hmm. only like two guys on that team that really don't scare me that much. And I think that's Harrison Butker, the kicker, and CeeDee Lamb doesn't scare me that much. Everyone else, very nervous about
0: Thankfully, the Absolutely. guys that you, you mentioned, Allen, Waller, and Le'Veon, Josh Allen's going up against third-best defense. Darren Waller's the fifth-best defense, and Le'Veon at
3: the ninth-best defense. So
0: all yeah. three of those guys have tough matchups,
3: which is working in your favor. I, I totally agree. So hopefully uh, – what's that guy? Stephon Gilmore for the Pats. You know, hopefully he's mm-hmm. going to be covering Diggs, and that hopefully would maybe limit him. But, I mean, that guy's just been – producing, producing, producing all season long. Um, But, yeah, you're right. I I, I hope the confidence and morale in New England isn't too low, having, you know, no chance of getting into the playoffs. So I I hope they're still fighting hard knowing Bill Belichick, but, you know, you never know.
2: No, absolutely. Uh, So, Gandy, you're coming off the uh, 300-point performance, first team in WAA history to do that, and you did it against former champion uh, the Motor City Hogs. Uh, your first round playoff matchup was almost against Dirty Burt and the boys and uh, who swept you in the regular season. Did you almost wish that you ended up facing Burt so you can get a little bit of sweet revenge? Was it a little bit better beating the Hogs for the third time and, uh, you know, decrowning them uh, in, in making sure that
3: they wouldn't repeat? Are you asking if I would have rather played Burt first round or in the finals? Oh, shit. I guess I didn't do <laughs> that. I don't know. Which one would you rather do? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, now that I'm here, obviously, the finals. I mean, I think Dirty Bird's team, I don't know how the fuck he got to the playoffs. You know, <laughs> caught me in a couple bad weeks. I gave him a couple good wins. But I think that guy's team stinks. I mean, <laughs> I just really do not think they're very good. I, I definitely wanted to play him. And, you know, he, he always jinxes himself, too. I, I remember texting in the chat. You know, sometime early this past mm-hmm. weekend, he said something, and then all of a sudden Bono's team just starts blowing up and putting him out of the, the fucking water. So, it just – I mean, I don't feel bad for the guy. He shoots himself in the foot. But, I mean, uh, let me just go to this guy's team, to be honest. I don't even remember who's on his team because they're that unmemorable. It really makes you curious on how he went 10-3 and three to begin with. I mean, Drew Brees – I mean, the guy's 62 years old. Gibson, you know, he had a couple good little weeks in a row. J.K. Dobbins, hmm. And then he, the, the two guys that's literally won him the season are obviously Tyreek Hill and D.K. Metcalf. But other than them, I mean, everyone else on his team could put up either like 15 to 20 points or 1 to 5. So, yeah, I, I was kind of hoping to play them.
2: Yeah, I mean that w- that definitely would have been uh, very interesting, and and probably you you'd be going into the matchup a little bit more confident. But uh, yeah, you definitely uh, you definitely have a, a very good shot considering that your team score is probably like 140 or le- or more every single
3: week. Yeah, you just gotta hope they keep that up. And um, Bono doesn't do what Bono does. Like, doesn't he have over? Doesn't he have two two weeks over 200 points this season? Yep, yep. First team in WAA history to do that. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, no, looking at my team again. I mean, this is kind of standard, but A.J. Brown not seen at practice.
2: Yeah, you know, I was going to bring that up. It seems like at some point in every single Tennessee game for the past five weeks, uh, they've shown him kind of limping off the field at some point but then he comes back in and scores a touchdown or some shit like that
3: yeah so i mean it's kind of bizarre i don't know if he's just a pussy or if i mean he really gets hurt and just comes back tougher than ever and gets a couple points for me i don't know haven't figured that yeah, guy out I, yet it's one of the two it's one of the two he's either a massive pussy or one tough son of a bitch
0: <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> all right uh, trev did you have any other questions
0: no, honestly, Gindy. The only thing I would like to ask you um, is for your, you know, honest prediction. What do you think? What do you think's going to happen?
3: I honestly think I'm going to win. I, I think, I think my team is just too consistent and too safe. Um, I think Bono's more of a boomer bust kind of team. Um, so I, I don't think that either team is going to reach 300 points um, these next two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to win, I'll go on a prediction here on record, 293, you know, and change to 277. We'll go with that. Okay. it's going to be my okay. hot take prediction. That's a good game. That's a good,
0: that's, that's a good championship game, that's for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, Eric Gindy guaranteeing a championship win uh, this Sunday when he faces against Bono uh gindy thank you so much for coming on the pod man and best of luck absolutely guys thanks for
0: having me you yep. know all right man all right talk to you Peace. soon with the new year approaching so are all the bullshit resolutions you're going to pretend to have what better way to plot out all the goals you'll never hit than with a passion planner browse the passion planner's excellent selection on instagram at passion planner use code never gonna happen to save 10 percent today all right, the round
2: one all-star lineup um, quarterback from the Cannolis, Josh Allen, uh, a combined 55.98 uh, through the two weeks, including that 37-point performance last Sunday, uh, was the star quarterback um, from that round one playoff matchup. The RB1, Derrick Henry, with 61.4, the highest-scoring player out of the four teams, did. Uh, just so happened to belong to the Motor City Hogs uh, who also just so happened to be eliminated uh, RB two, David Montgomery uh, from Gindy We just touched on him. Massive, massive two weeks, 53.7. Um, kind of a, kind of an interesting little uh, nugget here. Stefan Diggs was wide receiver one 54.8 for Bono. Um The next highest was Tyreek Hill for Burt. Burt's lonely player from his team who made it on this list. uh, Tyreek Hill with 43.5. Another Bono player at tight end. uh, Really the only tight end that popped off these last two weeks. Darren Waller with 44.5. At flex um, was running back Dalvin Cook for Gindy again. 45.9. The LA Rams were our uh, signature defense with 24 points. And finally, the uh, kickers were a tie between Young Ho Koo, the, the motherfucking goat, and Justin Tucker, who scored 17 points in the last two weeks. Koo obviously representing the Hogs, and Tucker representing uh, Wesley Hall Pizza. Trav, any thoughts on that
0: lineup? Um, I mean, Derrick Henry's a beast. There's no doubt about that. That guy uh, is—he's just a beast, man. That stiff arm was just bizarre. Just so bizarre. He's gonna have a highlight of putting people into the earth by the time he's done. uh, The ten-minute reel of just him throwing people into the ground—it's ridiculous. Other than that, though,
2: Terminator—he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but athletic.
0: Darren Waller made a name for himself these last two weeks. Love to see Mm -hmm. that. That uh, guy's got a great story, Hard Knocks, if you haven't seen it. Um, other than that, though, I find it interesting that the L.A. Rams, who lost to the defeated Jets, mm-hmm. had not won a game, somehow come out with the number one defense. They actually, I mean, had a positive. They had four points that, that week they four lost points. to the Jets, which, yeah, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Losing to points. the worst team in the league, yeah. and you have a, you're have you the highest-rated defense over those 2 weeks span. Yeah, and I mean, a
2: 20-week performance from last week against New England. So, I mean, like, how right. the fuck does that make sense? You get 20 points against know. New England, four points against the fucking Jets. Any given Sunday, I guess. Any given Sunday. All right. Um, the fun stats for this week. 319.5, the most points scored in a single playoff game. Uh, obviously, Gindy broke that 300-point threshold, the first team to ever do that. Um, but... Another interesting tidbit about this past week. Um, 1,119.06 points scored between the four teams. That is the most combined in around one of the playoffs in WUAA uh, history. 2019 was 1,037. And 2018 was a measly 960. Uh let's look at this championship. And this is actually a very historical championship. Um, It's the most points combined two teams. Uh, They combined for 3,689 points during the regular season. Uh, It's the first time the two top scoring teams are meeting in the championship. We've never had that before. Uh, And it's also the um, best combined record uh, between two teams meeting in the championship with 18 and eight the last two years, it was 17 and nine.
0: I do love to see the top two scoring teams. In you the know, like
2: yeah, I, I like a chalk here. You know, these two teams were the two best teams in the regular season. Bono obviously had his ups and downs, but he showed mm-hmm. that he could be easily the best team when he had, you know, those two uh, 200 point performances back in, mm-hmm. in the early of the season.
0: Volatile volatile team.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh finally we got our irrelevant stat of the week. Uh some team scored 293 something in the losers bracket this past week. Uh most in, in most ever in a losers bracket game. Um, I can't put my finger on it who it was. Uh do you know who it was?
0: I don't know. I, honestly, I've I've never paid attention to the losers bracket, and I can promise you, no, if it was my team, it. I wouldn't be proud of it. I would. I, I certainly wouldn't be talking.
2: So no, me neither. Huh.
0: Hmm. You know what? It doesn't matter. Who cares? It certain sure, <laughs> That's one thing we can both agree on, buddy. It yeah. does not
2: matter. No, no, you no. Know I mean?
0: Congratulations! You're the best loser. <laughs>
2: all right and uh trev's hot take of the week we obviously heard it uh he believes that we will see two uh gritty weeks between these two teams coming up here in the championship um you got a, you got a kind of a score prediction
0: for this first week trev you know what i I won't go on a score prediction for the first week but Mm. i will say the winner is going to have under 250 to combine that's what i think i think it's going to be i would not be surprised if we had uh you know, some low scoring weeks. So that's why I think 250 is my number. And I think he's going to approach it, but I don't think he'll cross it. And then uh, that'll be it. All right. I like it.
2: Any final comments before we go into the championship?
0: No, can't wait. Congratulations. To these two teams, it, it is the way that it should be. The two highest scoring teams facing off. Hate it when one, so often you hear in fantasy, the highest scoring team gets shit on all season. Mm-hmm. I just don't really understand how that happens. So happy for these two guys. Uh, East versus West, uh, I know another storyline on the line. We talked about East versus East, but uh, it's going to be East versus West for all the marbles. And uh, boy, I can't wait to see East come out on top.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait either. West still hasn't had a championship team. Let's see if Bono can be the first one to do it. Um, we'll join you next week, same place, same time, uh, to recap this first ch- uh, championship week. Until then, best of luck to Gindi and Bono, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everybody. Absolutely. All right. Peace.